0: AEW Fighter Fest 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Mr. Matt Morgan and Raj Geary to break down AEW's second pay per view, uh, this time from Daytona Beach, Florida. Matt, what did you think of the show?
1: Loved this. Just for John Moxley alone was worth price of admission to anyone who went to that show or any of us that watched it at home. Easily, he by himself, which is saying something, because I there's a lot of stuff on this I liked a lot, but wow, he is the anti former WWE superstar, because a lot of times you come into these places, uh, meet uh, many of us to TNA, uh, many of us to other companies for that matter, and I don't want to say we do less, you know, at first and just and try to work off a name value, you know, but this dude through everything out there and then some he did this real quick this is the business that man just did all right he did great business and got another guy over in joey janela he got kenny omega this fucking mic
2: we can hear you now
0: we got you
1: all right real quick uh kenny omega into a gear we've never seen him and i've never seen him in and Told a great story in what could have been a really ugly match with people that maybe aren't fans of hardcore wrestling um, and was very innovative in how he went about it. Hmm. Easily worth price of admission alone, uh, Moxley.
2: Yeah, that, that, that main event was wild. You know, these AEW shows, I really like how they're structured. We're at the least important match at the beginning, the most important at the end. Because, you know, WWE, they spread the big matches around. Uh, whereas AEW builds. And then by the end, it's a very, you know, I thought it was a really, really good show. Um, You know, this was kind of like Saturday night's main event back in the day where you're kind of building up the main guys, the main, the big guys with big matches at the next big show get wins. You know, you got hangman page who's facing Chris Jericho. Jericho is not on the show, but hangman page getting a win. And then, uh, and then Kenny Omega, who will be facing John Moxley. Both those guys got big wins. Builds them up, but at the same time, they give the rub to these younger guys that a lot of people are not familiar with. So uh, I thought it was very effective in that. I thought the Cody-Darby-Allen uh, match was very effective and, and really good for what it was. So uh, I hated the chair shot to the head, but we'll talk about that. But yeah, I thought uh, a really fun show. Again, this is not one of their big shows. It's one of the smaller ones. But for a smaller show, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun.
0: That being said... Took a while to get there. Started off kind of rough.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, they kind of build. So if you were to, like, ask me at the midway point of the show what I thought, I'd be like, yeah, it's it's fine. Um, But by the end, I thought it was really good. But yes, yes, exactly to your point.
0: So let's get this out of the way. Um, The fire Festival jokes were a bit of a lead balloon. Now, the Fire Festival documentaries aired. The festival itself happened about a year and a half ago, or didn't happen. Uh, the disastrous festival that happened, uh, I believe it was in the Bahamas. So we had the documentaries that came out, start of the year, on Netflix and Hulu. They were huge meme potential, lots of online jokes about about uh, Fire Festival. And now here we are six months later. They really built this pay-per-view Uh, around the Fire Festival debacle, making jokes about it on Twitter, spoofing elements of it. And it seemed like they stopped very early on once the main pay-per-view got off the ground tonight. Matt, did you get those jokes?
1: No, tell me again.
0: Okay, so Fire Festival was this festival Ja Rule and this company tried to put on a year and a half ago in the Bahamas. Failed miserably. They promised like luxury villas, all these bands were going to play. When they showed up, they actually got FEMA tents that they were like housing people in. A lot Uh, of bands pulled out at the last minute. Like their supposed gourmet food was like cheese on a piece of bread.
1: Why would they swing for that? I'm pretty much up to date with pop culture. By the way, Ja Rule is so out of pop culture. He's (laughs) ancient by this time. He hasn't been relevant since 98 with freaking – what was it j uh, jlo the rule yeah. baby um, Yeah. you know what i mean like what, first of all they're making references to guy that does not matter and he, i live in this state and i didn't even know that and i know everything that happens here well so there were they've be careful got, with yeah. go ahead they would my point is it's not just yeah. that the, the, their entire stuff, they have got to be very careful about with swinging for for these huge misses there's a lot of misses in, in, in tonight's show yeah. um a
2: lot yeah, yeah, I thought the, if you're not aware of the FireFest, uh, I mean, all those jokes would have fallen flat. You know, the stuff with the and a lot of the stuff on social media, the stuff where they don't have the like the nice lunches and and, uh, and they're making jokes on Twitter about the backstage accommodations and things like that. I mean, I don't know. You know, the FireFest. It's there are films on it. There's a Netflix documentary on it, and I believe there's one uh-huh. on Hulu cool. as
0: well. Okay. And very popular in early okay. January. So the joke they opened the show with, uh, where the guy was talking about performing favors, what was it, for water or something like that? That was a joke in the documentary was they had to get water through customs. And the head of Fire okay. Festival knew that one of the guys on the staff was uh gay and essentially said, if it comes down to it, I need you to offer to like service this customs official to get our bottles of water in. Oh this Lord. is like one of the famous meme bits uh that went viral from the fire fest doc so there were a lot of references tonight even blink 182 blink 182 out of fire festival yeah. um
2: and it's very obscure i mean no one that you know didn't see the documentaries would know what this was like. I live,
1: yeah guys i live on netflix i don't i never saw that every day. <laughs> yeah
2: it's called fire i haven't seen it yet either but it's uh, very
0: good both of them are very good
1: i don't watch real tv i, I stayed on netflix and hulu like <laughs> For real, yeah. so I don't know how the hell I missed that. It, I just thought it was like supposed to be Kenny Omega with a new role of trying to book things and it just failing. I, I didn't get the joke, and
2: that's, that's probably what it came across as to everyone that <clears throat> didn't get the joke. It's like these guys are in over their heads, or like they're spoofing yes. in over their heads.
1: That's what I thought it was. I, I'll be honest, I did, and I didn't like it to a degree because okay, I'm, I'm being the elite. It's funny sometimes, yeah. but in this show, I, I didn't necessarily like it because these guys I want to see become huge stars, especially Kenny, especially Bucks.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. Looking incompetent uh, as baby faces doesn't, no. uh, yeah, it's does, it not a way to make a big star, but yeah. So that's what all that was for anyone. anyone I'm out of touch, man.
0: <laughs> well, it's good. They dropped it. They dropped it, uh, shortly into the main card. And I think that it's, yeah. it was not going over with the crowd at all.
1: No, it was silence. It was dead silence. They were trying
2: to, I mean, these people were trying to chant for anything
1: they could.
0: All oh right. yeah. No, this was a great crowd. Great crowd.
2: Roger. Yeah. So that's what the tents and stuff out there were too. But yeah, they definitely, I don't know if they purposely stopped doing it because a lot of those were, you know, probably pre-taped and everything. Or they just, you know, that it
1: way. was just done with. Yeah, it could yeah. have been just written that way that it was done with, you know. I think they couldn't yeah. As the show went on, there there's a lot of serious things that happened. I think there's yeah. things you could you
0: couldn't go
2: back to comedy bits in between. Right. You don't want to go from the Cody, from Cody to yes. you know, right.
0: to a comedy bit. Yeah, like bring out Ja Rule just for kicks. Um, no, I think uh speaking of the crowd, Matt, to your point, that crowd tonight wanted to love everything. So it's yeah. a testament to the yeah. some of the stuff tonight that didn't hit. Mm-hmm. um uh and we'll, t- and we'll talk about those segments but i want to say whoever mic'd that crowd tonight mm-hmm. it sounded fantastic like aew needs to steal that audio or wwe needs to steal that audio guy from aew i thought the way they mic the crowd made him sound really full really engaged like the clapping all of it it was thunderous um i really liked what the crowd added to the show tonight we and opened. it was it,
2: and it was pretty much sold out if not completely sold out um Nick Hausman for Wrestling Inc is at the event really? covering it and yeah he said it, it, i mean it looked completely full
1: I bet you then it's kid shout out to my boy from TNA Keith Mitchell he was amazing with us in impact and he was always just like scratching his head wishing he can do more and then like would literally be told certain like not not to care as much it was insane um he's super talented you guys remember him back from World Class Championship Wrestling Hmm. I believe is where he started and cut his teeth is an amazing, amazing man. And, uh, I was excited when AEW brought him in. I was
2: intelligent as hell. Yeah, no, very cool. Tony Khan talked a lot, a lot about Keith Mitchell and his producing on the Steve Austin podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice.
0: Um, so we started tonight with a three-way tag match. We had Private Party versus Best mm-hmm. Friends and two members of SCU. The winner advances to All Out for a shot at the first round, a uh, first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship tournament, and. uh and yeah, up...
2: Scorpio Sky for SCU. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was interesting. I thought best friends winning was definitely a surprise. but man, what do you think about private party in their show?
1: I, lo- uh, uh, what's his name? Quinn.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That
1: kid's going to be a star. He needs to drop his partner. No offense to his partner. His partner's talented too, but his partner's still learning. You can see it from a mile away. He's still trying to feel who he is in that ring. He's got a long way to go, not move wise but timing-wise and figuring out who he is as a character. Now, Quinn, on the other hand, he, is, like I just said, he's a star in every sense of the word, uh, waiting to pop. And he's still figuring out who he is, which is scary. But he's a lot more along than the other partner is, in my opinion. And he's, he has the ability to steal the show. I mean, that dude is as athletic as athletic can get. Like, did you see him, like, hop into the ring? And you hear the reaction, by the way? <laughs> just, just tagging into the ring. And doing it up and over the top rope, but like doing damn near headstand to do it, like handstand rather. He's impressive, man. I was really impressed with him. And cause at first, I was like, eh, "This, their gimmick is they're kind of corny." <clears throat> you know, he had a dude here in a, in a black tank top. With, eh, he's kind of average looking. And then Quinn looks like somebody. His hair, his outfit, his his gear rather. He looks again. I can't say enough about him. The match was great. um Again, though, uh, surprise best friends won this. Um,
2: yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I think, I think you don't want SCU winning this. Um, Why? Why I, would
1: you I, not have them in your tag tournament to crown champions?
2: Well, I just don't think you want all of the elite always winning. You know what I mean? And, and SCU. So out of the
1: tur- are they out of the tournament then? SEU? Uh, no, no. Just they don't they, they just
0: don't get
2: the buy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because SCU has to be in that
1: tag tournament. In my
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for think- sure. We'll probably get a rematch of Private Party and SCU would be my guess at some point in that tournament. I would rather see that second. than the
1: three way we saw tonight. By the
0: way, yeah, best friends. I mean, okay, so I get Trent and I get uh, Chuck. I get that people like them. I don't think their entrance or their gimmick is that great. Am I missing something with this?
2: I'm with you. I don't. I don't like the the hug stuff. And no. It just, just looks, yeah, it just seems corny to me.
1: It, but it's, it's 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 not fun. Like I get it's supposed to be funny and it's it's like I. You know, I just don't think it's funny. I, I look at Trent Peret and I'm going, This this kid could be a huge star. I shouldn't call him yeah. a kid. He's been around for a while now. All right. But and Chuck Taylor, I've seen him on the Indies. One of them I did an Indie shot before I finally retired and he was on it and I was impressed with him. He was doing his Gen- Kentucky Gentleman gimmick and I was at the time pretty impressed with him. Um, I'd only read him about him on the internet up until then, but Trent Peretta is by far and away the bigger star between those two. Um, he looks like a million bucks. Yeah. Physically.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, and Chuck Taylor, you know, he was an ROH for a long time. Um, I mean, they're they're a good tag team. I agree with you with sure. Trent Beretta. When I look at them, I don't see them as a tag team. You know, like no, they don't have the similar attire or anything right. that kind of gels. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Matt. Good point. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the, this crowd was into it. I, I think, Glenn, kind of went t- to what you said. Uh, they were ready to love anything that was anything. given to them, uh, except for the librarian stuff. But uh, <laughs> <sighs> Ugh, God, please kill
1: that. Kill it already. I
0: know. Oh, God, for
2: You've got to find something for Leiva Bates. No,
0: they She's love her. so
2: damn good. She's good, but that librarian stuff is just – She's better than that. When you're talking about wanting a more sports-oriented product, and then you got both those guys um, – Doing that, it's- but but
1: okay, let's just throw something out though. One of the things we always talk about is being organic and like WWE not cashing in when something catches. Not okay, we won't, We're not going to call the librarian gimmick fire. Okay, we're not going to say it caught fire, but we're going to say it did. I watch Being the Elite, and I'm assuming a lot of the fans that go to these shows watch it. When they first brought it up, it was funny, and it and it kind of it was a hit for me at first. You know who's going to be the librarian kind of gimmick
2: yeah and
1: they showed the 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 tapes of the entries and stuff i would have just put it out there one time and that would have been it and i would have killed it off and they don't got to keep bringing it out every single week it's just going to keep getting worse and decrescendoing and decrescendoing and decrescendoing and tonight you again this was a crowd that loves everything they did not love this they didn't even react you know, and I'm, to my understanding, the guy who plays the librarian, the Peter, mailman, Peter Avalon, yeah, he is good doing his normal shtick that he does in NWA. They just need to let him be him mm-hmm. exactly. because he's very entertaining as a heel. He gets it. He's another MJF type, actually. Um, He knows how to get heat. He doesn't need to do this stuff. And yeah. Eva
2: Bates is way too good for this. I, I know some people. I, and oh, let's get let's get the result of this match and we'll go back to this. But uh sorry. Um
0: yeah, so the result—I mean, best friends won. So
2: yeah, so it was um, it was Kazarian pinning um, Cassidy for the win uh, 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 of street party. I mean, private party.
1: Kaz did not win. Huh? Kaz yeah. did not win okay. the match.
0: No, because yeah, Kazarian didn't win. Cassidy. Uh, no, who hit it on a uh, Trenton <laughs> truck? Blasted Cassidy with a kick in the knee. Yes. Hit it and hit Cassidy for the one, two, three. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. My bad.
0: No problem. <laughs> right. It was, it was, you know, a long night. A lot happened tonight. So you yeah, the <laughs> best friends get that first round. by. Uh, the librarians came out, Leva and Peter cut a promo, man. I can even tell you could, you know, you could tell like the crowd was giving it a chance. Yeah, they were. And, uh, you could tell the crowd loves Leva, but they just don't care for this gimmick. So we had this match Ali versus Leva Bates. Um, what did you think of the match itself minus the gimmick?
1: Uh, I think Allie looked like a million bucks. I thought I thought so. She looked different in her ring attire. Um, she's still figuring out who she is in the ring. And I think
0: yeah.
1: she's, gonna, she's very close to getting there. And I think she is very good in the ring. She tries to be innovative with a lot of the things she does. She doesn't copy what the other girls are doing like so many of the other girls do do. Um, I just think she's different. I
2: like Allie. I actually thought she looked, yeah, I, I agree with you, Matt. I thought she looked good in this match. I feel like the the librarian stuff that they were doing before the match kind of killed the crowd off a little bit. Like, it I did. feel like they never got into this match. Um, Leva Bates, uh, you know, I, I don't like this gimmick. I didn't like the blue pants stuff either. I know. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully she finds a good character because I think, you know, she has a ton of potential. I think this match, they worked it fine. I thought it was, you know, a fine match, but the fact that the crowd wasn't into it kinda of killed it. Uh, and it was one of the weaker things on the show, I thought. And, and Leva Bates is one of the best female wrestlers today. She just is. Yeah. yeah. And, and, what's had- great,
1: and what's great about her is she's a utility player. You can put her in there with anybody and she's gonna get that other person over along with herself, actually, even in a losing effort usually because of her in ring work. That's very rare. And um, they gotta figure out something else for her and she deserves it
0: yeah i think it's tough that this was the first women's singles match in aew was this match tonight um yeah i not
1: that way i, I didn't well I just, I did, it said that, it on commentary that didn't yeah. resonate with me even they may have it just blew yeah. from my head because i watched the whole thing too and i don't remember them saying that that's yeah. my point um for me the first female match that i recall and i could be wrong that i'll remember will be the four-way mm-hmm.
0: yeah which yeah. was fantastic um i think it's interesting and, Raj, have they said as much? I mean, their debut, I know they've confirmed they're debuting the women's championship belt at All Out in Chicago. Is the idea to launch AEW and then focus on the women <clears throat> once things are up and running and they have weekly TV to build out that division more? Because it feels right now sort of piecemeal together with these matches they're doing. Um, I'm sorry, what do you, what do you mean by that? The plan, the plan for AEW and the women's division, they've been very clear that they want to be an inclusive company, right. uh, but it seems like the women aren't like, it's not as thought out as you could see how they're moving the pieces with the men. Look at tonight, all the storylines that we saw built out and all these future matches being built with the women right now. What storylines are there? I don't think that was on. Yeah, I don't
1: think that had anything to do with a female versus male, honestly, Glenn. I think okay. that's just the way it played itself out. And that could have been two guys stuck in that same situation. A sure. lot of the storylines are played on being the elite, right? Yeah. A lot of it's on those YouTube releases of theirs and Twitter and whatnot. I think this was just, I'll be honest, meant to be a cold match between two really mm. good female talent. I think going forward, because Brandy's a very big part of that company, um, we'll see it in a weekly episodic way the hope women's so. storylines you know start to be built i hope so too
2: yeah i feel like these characters right now you know with kenny omega john moxley they're already kind of built into the audience so it's right. easy to do this without uh weekly tv but yeah once weekly tv start and get started i'm sure you'll see much more of a focus on the women's storylines but yeah to your point glenn they don't really have any right now mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm sure once the the belt is unveiled um you know and I, you know you can tell who they kind of have their sights set on, you know. Britt Baker has been pushed uh, yes. pretty heavily, and she, uh, should be. and she should be, yeah. And Nyla, Nyla, um, Nyla, Rhea the, Rhea. sorry, the worst thing they could have
1: done. And I, and Austin Kong's one of my very best friends on the planet, she is, but the worst thing they did for Nyla Rose is ring Austin Kong out in that 4 we match.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stole
1: that thunder. yeah, she stole the, her big monster. Heat. I call her big man heat. Um, <laughs> I'll be at the gym, and there'll be a guy that's like, I don't know, like six, seven. And I'll watch him looking in the mirror, looking in the mirror, looking in the mirror, like in the, like in the corner of the gym, and, and, and sizing himself up next to me. In wrestling, we <laughs> would call a big man heat. Like whenever you walk past, like let's say I walk past Kane or someone like that, I'll stay a little bit taller to make sure you get a lot of heat doing that. But it's big man heat. And right. it's hilarious to watch others get all weirded out about somebody taller than them. I always prefer, like, if I was on Big Show, I loved it, or Kevin Nash, I loved it because I didn't feel like a freak of nature. I felt normal. Oh. I didn't feel like a zoo animal anymore. You know what I mean? I felt normal. Yeah,
0: that makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah, but but like with Nyla Rose, I'm telling you, she's a monster and she's an ass kicker and the brain yeah. also swung out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, she didn't look as uh as right. daunting. No.
0: Um, so Ali won that match by pinfall, yes. and then we had uh, probably the most controversial match of the night, at least certainly up until this point., uh, the hardcore match between Michael Nakazawa and Alex Jabeli, who is the CEO of CEO who's putting on uh, the the fighting game competition that was happening at the same time. As who is
1: this dude? That's what I kept saying, I'm like I, I'm really out of touch. who I watched every being the elite. How did I miss this dude show up?
0: He's a big esports guy, and this is Kenny Omega, and the Bucks are really into fighting video games. So that's why they they have this. Is is
2: CEO going on right now?
0: Yeah. So this is kind of in
2: conjunction with that the the CEO gaming festival that's going on right now in Daytona, and this guy is with the gaming festival. He's not a wrestler. No,
0: no ties to wrestling really.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, But that
0: being said, I mean, Raj, would you have had as good of a match as he had tonight? I'm not saying he had a great match, but this wasn't. This was better than it had any right to be. I thought
2: it's weird. I thought in some ways it was embarrassing, but in other ways it was entertaining. (laughs) So it was kind of. In other
1: ways, it was also smart business. Then, from what you guys are saying, because I I have heard of the CEO video gaming tournament. You know what I mean? I know what that is. Um, And if it was there, you said in town. I mean, Mm -hmm. that that, that is pretty damn smart business then, I guess. I just don't know if I'd give them that much time out there. I just wouldn't. It would would be a backstage bit. It would be an in-ring promo bit. It would not be a professional wrestling match. When you're already asking the fans to really suspend their disbelief to begin with, with so many of the athletes they have there that do so many crazy, I don't want to say orchestrated, but let's just call it what it it is true, orchestrated spots in a lot of ways. that that are very transparent, and you have Mm. to kind of go along with them because you want to see this amazing set of athleticism that's about to unfold by them hitting what move it is. So we'll come along for the ride for Young Bucks and and, and Lucha Brothers and all of them. We'll give them that benefit of the doubt because it's so damn good and entertaining and athletic as hell and stuff we've never seen before from wrestling, in my opinion. So we'll go along with that. We will not go along with it when it's guys that do not wrestle, have no business being in the ring, and it, it it just kills the suspension of disbelief. It, 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 like you said, at times I'd be embarrassed, and the other times I was like, eh, just get this match over with already.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, the one thing I thought they did a bad job of on the show is the whole show's kind of got a, a fighting theme. It's got the video game theme, right? They never really explain what CEO is for the people watching that don't know what it is, uh, yeah. why they're in town, why it's yeah. called Fighter Fest, um, that, you know, the yeah. video game tie in. They never really explained oh. that. And I felt like they could have just done some some shots at CEO showing the video game convention, explaining, you know, yeah. showing the wrestlers at CEO. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just really making it clear what this is for people that, been, that aren't video game fans.
1: That would have been awesome. Actually, I think because those, those tournaments are humongous. They're packed.
2: Right.
1: You know what I mean? People go crazy for them. Like that would have been awesome to show, especially where they're going next to Jacksonville, what the entire purpose of the next Jacksonville show is for.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, what happened with the shooting and whatnot. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, in a Madden tournament, you know what I mean? That's crazy. You know, yeah. Right
0: um so speaking of esports tonight we had golden boy on commentary for the pre-show and the main show joining Excalibur and Jim and, and, Ross and, and, and real
2: quick this match okay. uh Nakazawa won yes, it was Nakazawa a rematch won. it was a rematch from last year they, they, oh, did right. that, they did that match at last year's so uh it was called it, what was it called last year on um, not fighter fest it was called something else but um gotcha okay. so Jabeli
0: had poorly wrestled before um <laughs> so let's talk about golden boy uh I liked his commentary tonight. He's an esports guy. My favorite moment was during the pre-show. I think it was during this match or maybe the first one where something happened. And he said, "Oh, that was a total dick move." And I was yes, like,
1: that was good." Awesome. <laughs> that like, was. Why don't
0: people talk like that on commentary? More I often?
1: agree because it, it fit. It fit. Yeah, didn't it? It was a yeah, stiff was just- kick to the dude's spine, and it is dicky. That's what I used to say backstage. I'd see JBL <laughs> do it. I'd
2: see Fit do it. But that was dicky, right? You're trying to get heat, and it was. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> And Alex Marvez, um, I, I like his work uh, as far as his writing and, and things like that. Yeah. But me too. He's, he's just not he's not, mm-hmm. just not fit for this for commentary. And and they, he was not on the main show. The main show, it was Golden Boy, uh, JR, and Excalibur. And I thought the commentary was way better than Double or Nothing. It was. It was. Although at times, one of them would be yelling when Jim Ross was
1: just like trying to call the action, like Moxie got sent into the steps or something like that, and the guy he's like, ah! and, <laughs> and Jr. was trying to talk, he like talked all over Jr. We'll do it.
0: Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, so we're going to talk about the rest of the show. And if you're thinking this all sounds kind of mixed, it definitely gets better. But first, I want to do a quick thanks to the sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always good to go? Back when your sex life was more like Lollapalooza. And let's face it, now it's like the Fire Festival. Uh, it was more like the pre-show. And you got to get back on that main card. Blue Chew is going to help you get there, get increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com, blue like the color blue, they bring you the first chewable, with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the good stuff, the stuff that works, the stuff you need a doctor's prescription for, but BlueChew makes it easy. No going to your doctor and saying, hey, doc, I'm having these problems, or hey, doc, I could use a little boost now and again. No, you do it all online. It's so simple. They ship it right to your door in a discreet package. And here's the best part. They are chewable, so you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And because they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. You've heard Raj talk about it. You've heard Matt talk about it. You've heard me talk about it. We'll spare you the gory details. Although some of you keep sending me DMs thinking you're funny with your Blue Chew uh, experience photos. Guys, I don't need to see it. I'll take your word for it. It's all good. We all that's know that it works. More, That's
1: him begging for more. That's him begging for more.
0: That's begging for more. No. <laughs> But i'm just saying if you're gonna send them at least you know have it in the action part i don't need to see like the solo shot i'm just this mild critique mild critique minor note. <laughs> um anyhow it's not just for guys who can't perform; it's for any guy who would benefit from that extra confidence that extra function to enhance their performance give them that confidence in the bedroom if you're one and done you want round two blue chew is the key Prescribed online, ship straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person's doctor's visit. No waiting in the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. Made in the USA. Prepared and shipped direct. Cheaper than a pharmacy. And a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. First shipment is free when you use our special promo code WINC. You just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Let's talk about the main card of Fighter Fest. Christopher, Christopher Daniels versus Shima. Um, Matt, what did you think of this match?
1: Awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, this it was, was good. A, this was a, yeah, this was really good. Um, what's a really good critique, right? I, I liked it an awful lot. I love JR's commentary.
2: Yeah, and it was exactly what it's supposed to be. You know, uh, Shima's going to be facing Kenny Omega at uh, Fight for the Fallen in a couple weeks, so... He should get the win here, and, and he did. And I thought I thought they had a really fun opening match. Uh, it was a good way to open the show.
1: They did. And Jim Ross to me seemed very different tonight than he did last show. Not that he wasn't awesome last show, but this this show tonight, especially, he did a lot of homework. You could tell he did a lot of his research. He was talking about uh, what's Daniel's false finisher? <sighs> fallen angels, fallen wings, some angel wings, angels wings, something something like that. Something like that. It's a pretty decent false finisher he's using TNA. <laughs> And, um, Jim Ross, like, you know, not many people could, he called what, what it was. And is like, not many people kick out of that. You know what I mean? And I just thought that the little touch of that was pretty good.
2: Yeah. And, uh, also, um, you know, both of these guys are, are older, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Seamus 41, uh, Christopher Daniels, uh, you know, he's in his forties. I'm forgetting his, his exact age right now. So, he, um, oh, I'm 42 and he's way older than me. I, I almost
1: want to say, uh, is he 50?
2: uh he's 49 yeah that's insane god damn chris you look awesome <laughs> and, and yeah and for them to put on this this kind of match
1: i thought it was very impressive yes it is i don't no matter what age chris is right. wow yeah wow. he doesn't look it <laughs> he doesn't look where, 50. dude i'm trying to think where i'll be seven years from now there ain't no way in hell it'd be in a wrestling ring
2: you uh, look about 15 years earlier, to, uh, younger tonight with that, uh, with the beard gone. Maybe
1: butt face more again. Look at the butt face. <laughs> butt face. Um, yeah, dude, but 49 I couldn't even fathom like my body, I think would crumble,
2: yeah,
0: to ashes. <laughs> uh, so who won this match?
2: Uh, Seema, Seema,
0: yeah, it was good. SEMA. I was actually surprised by that, uh, result because I thought this could go either way, so it was, uh.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if he was wrestling Kenny next. I didn't know that either. So that's mm, why it that makes sense. Cool, it was a cool non-spoiler for me because I thought Daniels was going to win and go into it.
0: Yeah. And then that was followed by Yuka Saka, sorry, Yuka Sakazaki versus Rio versus Nyla Rose, uh, women's triple threat match. Mm. Matt, what did you think of this? Not much. Really? Honest.
1: It was. It was. It, I didn't know. I don't. I like Nyla Rose. That's about it. Like, I don't know anything about the other two.
0: I thought it was good. I thought they stood out because of that. I thought in the six women, six women Joshi match at double or nothing. The problem was if you weren't familiar with them, it was like just Joshi wrestlers, uh, doing a different style. Some of right. them had similar characters. I thought tonight they stood out more against someone like Nyla. They,
1: they did, but yeah. again, who they are. Why are they in the ring? Yeah.
0: yeah. So let's talk about that. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, To your point, were you surprised at the lack of videos hyping these matches tonight? I feel like we got almost nothing as far as story building.
1: Yes, but let me ask a question. How were we supposed to perceive this show, though? This wasn't like a big pay-per-view, right? Isn't this supposed to be? I've heard someone describe it as a middle-of-the-road show. I don't know what that necessarily means. I take it as not even an off-brand WWE pay-per-view. I would take it as a house maybe? That was like an episode of Raw. Okay. In a sense. know. okay um so coming into it that's what i thought it was too Raj. something like that so i don't know how to judge it based on that Though i mean i would like that video packages so i can know who these people were
2: yeah and yeah No. know yeah yeah for sure um uh yeah because uh just in general you kind of i mean but they did that for the bigger matches with the john moxley stuff oh no
1: they did just
2: yeah. this match alone i mean i didn't know right. the other two girls not the rules i did yeah, yeah, and yeah, they didn't do a good job kind of explaining uh, their backgrounds and things like that. But that being said, I re- actually really like this match. There were some, there were some blown spots here and there, but I thought uh, they yeah, did some right. really impressive stuff. The Nyla Rose from that top rope dropping oh, at yeah. me. on was it on Rio? I'm, I'm I believe it was on Rio. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nyla Rose is a stud. I
1: just wish we can go back in time, and I could call my girl Awesome Kong and say, "Listen, don't go to the match. You're, 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 you're gonna totally bury her." As the monster <laughs> of that company in the female
0: division. Yeah. yeah. And she's zero for two so far. So Rio won tonight. Um, I think yeah. Nyla would be dominant. They've got to give her some squash matches.
1: They do, and she's yeah. she's worth it, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, oh, I was, yeah. I was kind of surprised with this one. I thought Nyla was gonna win this yeah. match, but I, yeah. I like Rio, so it uh um we'll see where they go. And Rio's really talented, so um we'll see. But I
0: thought this match was really good. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And then we followed that with a hot fatal four way Adam Page versus MJF versus Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Havoc. Kip Sabian was on commentary. He's going to face the winner of this match. Um, MJF did a promo. <laughs> we, we didn't get a lot of in-ring promos tonight. So AJF's definitely stood out and they gave him a couple minutes. Matt, how did uh, his heel work uh, measure for you tonight?
1: you kid the kid's always a i, I can't even call him a grand uh, home run he's a grand slam the kid is a grand slam every time he's a heat seeking missile and he
2: is awesome video games come on video. <laughs> 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 and
0: was then, uh,
2: there was that line uh hey man he's telling the crowd i used to love video games too and then i lost my virginity yeah <laughs> That's just a yeah. pretty great line he told the crowd your mother's basement that you live in she swallows um uh, <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, MJF is great. I mean, his, his mic work, he's got that poise. He, he he doesn't sound forced. He sounds like he's just a real asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just great at this. Uh, I, th- I thought he's really entertaining. And I think it's good that he's not in the main event picture yet in that no. slot. Build him up more, let people get more familiar with him. Jim Ross uh, called
1: it perfectly when him and Adam Page were having a stare down and started going blow for blow. He's like, these are the two guys this company is going to be built around, essentially,
2: because yeah. they will be yeah yeah he yeah and adam page he's got the look he's got everything yes. uh, and so this was uh, this was a part of the show where i felt like it started feeling bigger you know yes. what i mean yes. and uh
1: yes. jungle boy i thought you know what I, I didn't know anything about him before you guys told me um i was impressed with him to it yeah. he's different he looks very very different um the, you see what he tried to do on the outside, like by the way, he tried to do like a like a handstand, like like an up and over. We call it an up and over. We usually do it in the corner of the ring, hand on rope, hand on rope, and you do doing up, and the guy comes flying into the turnbuckle underneath you, and you jump over. Homeboy did that on the outside, and then tried to then do a flip from it, like a like a like a backflip somehow while doing a handstand on that top turnbuckle. To the outside and he, mm-hmm. he clipped he looked like he got clipped there a little bit but he huh. still pulled it off I was just like holy crap like I don't like put guys over just for one move but that was oppressive as hell. Um Luchasaurus by the way he's a good looking dude They need to pull his mask I off think- he looks like a rock star I, I looked him up online I was like why is this guy wearing a
0: mask I think <laughs> exactly the same reaction
1: dude, listen, you, you don't throw him in a mask he, the- he, time looks out. Like a, he looks like a model like he's perfect looking
0: I had the same reaction. I'm glad you said it first audience. Could you imagine Matt Morgan's reaction? If I would have dropped that first on this podcast, like, Of course, good looking guy. I looked up his photos. Seriously. You know? No, he is. I agree with you hundred percent.
1: He looked like a rock star, like, but six foot. What? I'm guessing five, six,
2: six. He, he's a big dude. He was in WWE developmental. Um, what happened? Ah. You know, I, I, I forget exactly. He's, he can work. Um, his kicks are freaking money. Yeah. Uh, um yeah, he I mean he's a big um, imposing looking dude. Um true, this company. Yeah. So, let me see if I can find out he, exactly. He, I'm telling guys, he looks the part
1: and then something. Like he's the whole package cuz I've seen him work and he can work.
0: Don't you think though, Matt? If I'm gonna have a critique, he is good looking, but he has sort of that generic big guy look. Like he has long wanted.
1: hair. He has long hair. It takes it away. He has long hair and tattoos. It takes it away. Okay. Nope.
2: I'm if he had like, my
1: haircut, yep. Yeah. Then yes. I'm so Austin
2: like, Maddison, yeah. which is Luchasaurus, yeah. he uh, he made some serious allegations against Bill Demott, ah. and uh, I think that had a lot to do with him leaving. Um, sure. And uh, so yeah, if you do a search on that on our site, you'll you'll find all about it. But. He had his issues with Bill Demott. He's He's really athletic as hell too. Um,
1: yeah. back to the match though. Um, I was gonna say. Um, so Jungle Boy. I liked even the stuff he was doing before the match. You see how he's like crawling around the ring and doing this thing. I wish they would explain to us why he's Jungle Boy though. Mm. What makes him Jungle Boy? Yeah. yeah. There's an easy story to tell here. It's simply growing up in his father's shadow was a lot of pressure and he ran away from home. No one saw him for, I don't know, 20 years, let's say 18 years or whatever. How old is he? Probably 20. How old is he?
2: Yeah, he's young. He, I think okay, yeah, so he's right around there. Let's say
1: he ran away from home for 10 years or something like that. All right. He ran away like when he was 12 years old, let's say 13. No one heard from him and he showed and, and we've seen no one seen him since. And he shows up like this and, uh, He's now Jungle Boy. Where the hell was he? Well, he tells us a story. He was out in some crazy jungle or somewhere <laughs> like that. something. If you're going to be called Jungle Boy, I want to know why. Yeah. You're going to be dressed up as Tarzan's
2: kid. I want to know why. Yeah. You know, again, to your point about um, videos and vignettes and things like that, I think they assume too much that everyone's familiar with the independent scene and a lot of these guys. And a lot of guys are yeah. seeing these guys for the first time. But has it been explained why he's Jungle Boy? No, that's what, that's what I mean. Like they should, they should have, they should explain that. They should explain what Luchasaurus is. What is that? You know, that <laughs> it's this dinosaur gimmick. Um, you know, just just to get people who aren't that familiar, who are testing out the product for the first time. Otherwise, it's just confusing as hell. If you're, you don't really watch the independent scene and you're just testing it out, and yeah, to your point, what does that mean, Jungle Boy? Does that mean he can't speak and he was raised in a jungle? And, is he just dressed up as a, as Tarzan's kid again? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, and part of that's characterization, because so far his character just seems like uh, he's just, a, I mean, he's, he's a likable guy, but he's just a guy. Um, I, I don't haven't seen him kayfabe have a character,
2: you
1: know? He was crawling around the ring, you yeah. know what I mean, like yeah. before the bell rung, like like and kind of like an animal, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way, right. you know? Well,
0: what yeah. was that movie when we were kids, The Emerald Forest, where the kid ends up raised by the tribe, where there was a Jungle to Jungle with Tim oh, Allen, yeah, you know, we need just yeah. like little vignettes like that to sort of explain Something. I like yeah. your backstory for and, though, and, and,
1: and really and, and really quick though you were laughing at my backstory don't, no i think it's good <laughs> yeah it's good. i like it um wait, what would what you guys think my what am i missing though with the other kid the kid from england why does jimmy havoc what am i missing he's got two strings at the end of his shoulders that he's calling arms dude <laughs> don't wear a cutoff t-shirt dude if you don't have arms wear a t-shirt
0: because there's no one in wrestling, or there's not a lot of guys in wrestling that have that Trent Reznor look that looks like he could be in The Cure Nine Inch Nails or Depeche Mode, doing that sort of that gothy what thing. What about Jimmy
1: Jacobs? Didn't he
0: do yeah. that?
1: I, I almost feel ago. like too many people are doing that. We had did, did, did that uh, years ago when it was actually in vogue. When it was actually Jimmy in was style?
0: more emo than goth, but I get what you're saying. Similar but different.
1: Dude, I don't know both, but both ended up with my hands <laughs> around their ankles, them dump, dumping them upside down in trash cans in my cafeteria in high school, but I'll digress. No, I'm joking.
0: <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, no, I mean, I get it. It's it's a little antiquated. He does a lot of deathmatch hardcore stuff. I mean, but the, it's, Matt, to your point, it's the reason why he ate the pin in this, because they're clearly invested in mm. MJF, Page, and Jungle Boy as being the Jungle- upper mid-card of uh, AEW.
1: Okay. Uh I, I don't know. I just don't buy his stuff. I, 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 I just don't. When it's time for him to hit, hit anything offensively, I'm like, dude, like he's got to be careful not to stab somebody with his damn arm. It's so damn skinny and bony. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not joking. There's nothing. I'm not saying everybody has to look super athletic. I, I would prefer them to, I, but I'd also prefer them to look like they've been in fights. And one could say, what are you, yeah. crazy, Matt? This dude's got scars all over him. Of course he looks like he's been in fights. No, he looks like he has lost a lot of fights. There's a difference between the two.
2: Yeah, and and to your point about this gimmick, I feel like a lot of guys have this kind of character, yeah, right? like the, the Dark good. Order and Darby Allin and, and Jimmy Havoc. Oh, it's all kind of kind of. Oh, we missed the Dark Order. We missed
0: it. Me. Well, you know what? And it's think. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> that, bad,
2: we Missed it. Yeah, that yeah. got over like a fart in church. Uh, fart in church yes.
0: Yeah, that was terrible. Like that. When I saw that, I was like, "This is like WCW. This is like uh, JCW Juggalo Championship Wrestling level shit." Yeah, a lot
2: of, and then those guys are getting in the ring once you know once yeah. they're allowed to go sure. that's one thing but they're showing them like the crowd should be impressed and the crowd does, did not give a shit.
0: Oh, you turned that. off the lights. Ooh, mm-hmm. haven't seen that before. Right.
2: Yeah, that's the problem is you've seen this with more impressive people. <laughs> um so that, no that's that's a good point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was bad. That like that that was the low point I think of this pay-per-view.
1: Right. Librarians were for me.
0: Uh, I
2: don't know, man. It's, 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 those are two. Of, yeah, those were those were like kind of a toss up. But uh, for me, the librarians had a lot more time. So I, I agree with that.
0: Um, so Adam Page won this match. He pinned Jimmy Havoc. And that's good because Adam Page is facing Jericho at All Out for the AEW championship. Um, I thought this match did everything it needed to do. This uh, hit all the notes, kept the momentum going, Matt.
1: Jim Ross had a good quote in there when they when he was trying to recover from saying that they listed him at 295 pounds during his entrance. All right. um, and he goes, you know, uh, one of them recovered and said he walks to the ring like it, that's for sure. And he's like, Yeah, he's got that BMF walk, doesn't he? And I was like, Yes. I was like, like <laughs> that's how you that's how you sell a main event star that's still on the rise. Do you know what I mean? Like he that Jim, the greatest announcer of all time, is impressed with this guy and how he carries himself. That's important, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And Adam Page screams main event star. And at one point in the match, he's like, it, um, you have you know one guy who's 27 years old, um, and, and MJF is only 23. And I'm going, wow, 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 these guys are so ahead of their years. It's not even funny, especially MJF. But the, they were right to call these two the eventual future of this company. They should hey. very slowly build around these two. Um, because he, Hangman Page is an amazing babyface. His body language, his his moves. He doesn't go overboard with just doing flip flop, flying crap, you know, flippy flops for the sake of it. When he hits his slingshot over the top rope and into a, a friggin' uh, clothesline from hell and then some, like it's athletic, but it's also stiff looking, and it it, it it needs to. He's just I can't say enough good good words about Page. I just think he's he's he, he's gonna be huge.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Jungle Boy, uh, you know, he's got a really cool look. Uh, you know, obviously his father's it. Luke Perry, he's a good looking dude. Yeah. Um, he's a little small, um, but yes. he carries himself like a you know yeah. like, like it, a
1: star. At least okay, he's 157 pounds they announced and I was like, but at least, you know what, he has abs, he, he yeah. looks athletic, and right. he is athletic. So there's a difference right there between someone who wants to say, well, would you give Jimmy Abbott a break? I mean, not everyone's going to be jacked. I don't want him to be jacked. I want him to look like an athlete or someone who has who can win in a fight against a fan.
0: Hmm. Well, Tonight's match did what it needed to do, especially for MJF and Adam Page. I think Jungle Boy. You know, I could see him in Luchasaurus with the accompanying men. I think in the tag division, they would definitely be standouts if they put oh, them yeah, there. Oh, yeah. He'll be
1: jumping off his, t- his shoulders yeah. and stuff. Cool stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'd be very shocked now that you say that if they weren't in that uh, tournament. I could, be, It would be interesting to see how far they get in that if they don't have so- singles plans for either of them in the uh, near future. Uh, we went from that into Cody versus Darby Allen.
1: I did my research on Derby, Darby Allen before the match. How what did you
0: that? think of Darby, Matt?
1: I liked the uh, biography, oh, documentary they did um on him. Uh, yeah. On YouTube. Um I saw a bunch of different ones, Janellos too. Um yeah. but Darby Allen, holy crap, this dude. And Jim Ross made him tonight, by yeah. the way. Made him. He's in the middle of getting his ass kicked in the middle of the match, and Jim Ross, like, you know what? Who's to say he doesn't like it? Yeah. He's like, I right. think he likes it. And I was like, dude, that's Mick Foley 101 right there. He's going to right now. He's going to Mankindville right now. Mm-hmm. And making this kid who's getting his ass handed to him at one point in that match, it got brutal and was making him in the moment as the kid was selling. He's, oh, my God. Again, I just feel like I'm going to be repeating myself now for this part to the rest of the show. But I continue to say, oh, my God, this kid is athletic as hell. Because he was. He's so damn, he's gifted as heck. Mm-hmm. Um if he doesn't die with some of the things he tries to do, you know, yeah, you see bump up to the damn side of the damn ring. Oh yeah. Oh, oh I yelled out loud. I, I took my phone with me to the gym and I was doing cardio watching a majority of this. And I literally, literally stopped my cardio, ripped my headphones out and was covering my face like this going,
0: what the fuck? <laughs> What about when he missed the turnbuckle and went into the barrier? Oh
1: my god! Okay, Go that that was cool. But I'm telling you that that back bump from the top, you guys, of the turnbuckle to the side of the ring, you guys, I can't explain oh. how hard that is. It, it's it's like it's worse than the floor, I would argue, because it's sharp. He caught his shoulder. If you watch it in slow mo, he didn't hit that perfectly flat. His other his right shoulder just was off the mat. So that means he kind of like speared himself with the corner of that mat in the center of the spine. I'm like, how the hell is he walking? How is he not dead right now? How is he not paralyzed? What in the hell?
2: That looked brutal. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that, that was rude, brutal. But I will say <laughs> I, this I, I felt I like, like he, For the he record, made- I like him. Yeah, 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 and I felt like he kind of made himself into a star tonight. Yes, he did. Uh, I'm not in favor of wrestlers doing that all the no. time, or, no. um, but you know, this was kind of his star breaking performance, and to mm-hmm. do sometimes you got to do crazy stuff like that. But he looked like a star. Um, his story, you you believe, you know, all these wrestlers have that. You know, there's so many wrestlers that have that dark character now, but you believe it with him. I mean, yeah, he's it's believable. Cool. And you hear his backstory and you're like, holy shit.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. like superhero <laughs> shit. Um, right. Well, he
2: was in the, the car accident with his uncle who was drinking and driving when he was five <laughs> and his uncle died. I mean, you know, it's it's just a wild story. So. It is. And let me just say real quick,
1: kudos to Cody Rhodes for taking the match versus him, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cody, again, similar to Moxley, doesn't have to do that. Could just cash in checks after check, after check on the Indies and make a great living and call it a day. Um, this is how you build a company. This yeah. is exactly how you build a company.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Rush. I
2: was going to say with. this was one of those cases where Cody, you know, Cody dominated the match. He's a lot bigger than Darby Allen. Darby Allen is probably kind of similar to size as Jungle Boy. Yeah, You know, he's, mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. he's a smaller guy. He's too, by the way. He's yeah. in shape. Super fast, super athletic. Uh the match told a great story Cody could just just could not put him away yeah. uh you know they were doing the time limit stuff which i love because it makes it feel more like a real yeah. sport yeah. Um, and uh so you know at 10 minutes or like 10 minutes left and Cody could not put him away and it came down to the end Cody almost had him and boom uh time limit expired you know and so
0: on the two count it.
2: yeah on the two count so it was like one two time limit expired before you could hit three um but yeah, man, I thought, you know, it, it did what it was supposed to do. Uh, it was a draw, uh, which I was surprised. I, I thought for sure Cody was winning this. And uh, I, I felt like, a, you know, you made a, a new guy with Darby.
0: This Big kid guy. is a star. I mean, yeah. he and Matt, speaking of it, like this guy, you can tell he still looks a little bit like a kid, but you can tell he's going to grow into a very <laughs> handsome man. I mean, he's like, what, 21, 22. Uh, so when he gets a little older, I think, uh, I mean, he's only been doing this for like three years or something absurdly. uh yeah, not that long. Um, I don't know. Did you watch? And this was my only disappointment. He wrestled Moxley on the Indies last weekend. Mm-hmm. And in that match, like he had his hands tied behind his back and he was doing suicide dives. Like, watch that match, Matt. Like, I will now. Okay. This kid is gonna be something else. And I think what's great to your point, it's great to give it a draw tonight. But with him, you can do an epic losing streak where it's just punishment. It's what he gets off on, you yeah. know, just like taking it to the limit. I think it's probably going to push the limits even more than Janela and Moxley did tonight of what TNT is going to be comfortable with.
1: I agree. I agree with that. But he's good enough where he doesn't have to do all that stuff either because he is uber fast. Raj, like you said. Oh, yeah. Like Jim Ross said, he's quicker than a hiccup. That's his famous line that you use for Shelton Benjamin all the time. Um, But he's faster than that. (laughs) He's that fast. Holy crap. Like Kenny Omega, I always thought was the fastest wrestler I've seen with my own eyes. How he hits the ropes and everything, um, especially when it's a V trigger, he is lightning quick. But uh, this kid is quicker.
2: Mm-hmm. And I thought Cody did a great job in this match of uh, just his poise and, and just come, kind of coming across as kind of a dick, uh, putting Darby out in his own body bag, just kind of like subtle heel stuff, but not over the top where um, it yep. didn't seem cartoony um between this and the moxie match and the main event these two were kind of my favorite things on the show
1: yeah yeah this this match uh, at first i was like why would cody take this you know what i mean not to be <laughs> sound like a jerk mm. but i'm like you know cody's a huge star and i was like well of course he did because he's trying to build the company you know yeah. what i mean yeah. and that's why he's cody Rhodes, you know and i'm at morgan you know what i mean because <laughs> I, I i had that same thinking that i had back when i was in wwe and once you leave there, you, I don't want to call it arrogance, but you have a certain air about you when you go other places, you really shouldn't, right? Cause it's all the same thing. It's all wrestling in between those ropes and it's a work and you're trying to tell good stories. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for me, it took him out a good year to shake that attitude, um, that I had from WWE, um, and be fully vested in TNA wrestling for me. But, um, he's building a company, you know, he literally is a big, huge building block, and he created a star tonight. So did yeah. Ross.
0: No, it was fantastic. The body bag spot was excellent. Uh, there was a lot to love in this match. I can't wait to see who Cody's going to face at All Out. But it looks like after tonight, because after this match, Sean Spears attacked Cody. And we'll talk about mm. and, there, and, and it. That,
2: I'm sure that's it. I'm sure it's going to yeah. be Cody versus Sean yeah. Spears. Yeah. And do you guys know why
0: Sean Spears attacked Cody tonight?
1: He's his buddy.
2: Well, there was this line that Cody said in, in one of the either being the it was one of the the, previous, the
0: fighter fest,
2: right? Where he said he, they're they're talking about hiring Sean Spears and Cody made it because Sean also uh, tweeted it after the show uh, tonight. But uh, it's this line where Cody says that uh, Sean, you know, he's a good hand, but he's not a star, uh, but he's good to have in the company as like a coach or a trainer, but he's not a star. And taking That's that cool. bit. Said that?
1: I wonder if that yeah. was a word from the get go then.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: They're boys. You wouldn't say that about him in
2: real life. Right.
0: No, we just signed this guy, but he's not going to be a star. Like, all right. And
2: this <laughs> is one of those cases where, um, you know, the people that saw it, they know. And, yeah, down the line, more people will know. But this is one of those cases where sometimes you do need to clue the announcers in a little bit so they could have yes. told that story. Yeah. Uh, they could have told, a, you know, told the audience that, yeah, Sean Spears, you know, the, Cody hired him, said he would make a great trainer and coach. Why is he doing this to him? And then the other announcer could be like, well, that's the thing. Maybe he didn't want to be just a good trainer or coach. He maybe he I- feels neglected by Cody. I would
1: have made him tweet it immediately
2: after he whipped his ass and then immediately then the
1: announcers sit talk about it yeah 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 go to the the tweet and then refer to the tweet it shows you're using social media Mm -hmm. and all that other crap that people get off on and by the same token it it follows the story
0: so unprotected headshot uh with the chair from sean spears to cody now i'm assuming uh he bladed cody did he was bleeding from the back of his head if you watch the replay where he was bleeding from doesn't look like where he was hit um so i don't think yeah i don't think it was a legit injury caused by that aew was very quick to issue a photo that just said uh uh, what was it twelve stitches? No concussion. They issued that maybe about ten minutes, fifteen minutes after the match ended. But what I thought was interesting on commentary, Jr. and the guys were talking about CTE and we're talking about the old age effects of uh, unprotected shots to the head and because brain damage.
1: They need to do that. Like I'm part of like Sports SLI. You know, yeah. Where we you're doing it, your brain of science, and it's true. You you feel like it's your it's your job to start diarrhea the mouthing about what we now know about concussions with pro sure. wrestling right it's a it's it's like this weird trigger that goes off anytime someone brings it up um to put it in perspective like i've actually brought it up during like commission meetings here in longwood quite honestly when i'm trying to raise money for my football team getting those anti-concussion moments but it's a, it makes everybody very passionate everyone's very passionate about it but i know exactly what you're saying why would you be talking about that when we just saw them break that rule yeah, You know, that code that we now have amongst one another never swinging a chair over anyone's head. Is this not worth it? You know, was that business worth it? No, no business is worth it. No matter who it's with. I don't care if it's Hulk Hogan. It's it's not. There's yeah. many yeah. other things we can do without doing that. I'm not going to chastise him for it. Um, part of me knows that Cody's incredibly intelligent and I know he was trying to be as, as helpful as possible to get his boy over and breaking that code, which is supposed to get him more heat. I get why he did it, but still.
2: Yeah, it did stand out because they don't do it anymore. I mean, I think yeah. the last time I saw it on WWE was, I think Triple H and Undertaker did it in one of the WrestleMania matches and got fined because that's when it was banned. Um, it, it, it's I hate those. I, I hate the shots to the head. But that being said, the fe- when they did it, and they made it a big deal. I was glad that at least they made it a big deal. And the announcer sold it like it was a huge yeah, deal. And talked they, about they don't know what's going to happen. And, and they sold it for a while. It, um, one of
1: the things, Raj, I never understood was I used to tell you guys this. Like I, I remember taking a chair shot from Bob Holly, who was coming oh. back from injury. And they were setting him up to eventually get his revenge and work, Brock, if you guys remember. Mm-hmm. And to do that he would go through, like, me. He'd have to wrestle me or Nathan Jones, and then A-Train, and then Big Show in order to get to him. Anyways, um, Kurt Angle's wrestling Nathan Jones. He's about to... He had Nathan Jones an ankle lock. I come running in, uh, powerbomb the hell out of Kurt Angle and interrupt the match. Bob Holly comes, jumps the guardrail, takes his freaking chair, and waffles me right over the freaking dome with it. Hits me in the back again, over the dome again. And I just turn around like an idiot and fed like this and and just walked forward like this into his chair shot. And I remember watching it back and going, okay, so I earned my stripes backstage with the guys going, wow, Morgan's tough. He could take chair shots. And he took a hell of a waffle one too. And then I'm, I'm watching it and going but that doesn't look realistic i would never do that in a reactionary method reactionary somebody's at a bar when i used to bounce and a dude took a a beer bottle no joke and tried to hit me over the head with it i remember doing i would do that you know so i don't understand why guys hands would not always be up it doesn't make you a wuss for doing it it makes it realistic (laughs) you would never just sit there and put your head down and go right here here you go well
0: hardest part of the human body i mean isn't there in me- a
1: real fight if you saw someone with a chair in their hand, they're oh, gonna great. hit you with a Would you put your hands down by your side and just do, 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 do.
0: No, you I agree, you- I agree. But, but that isn't that. I mean, so if you're thinking about in terms of damage, though, I mean, wouldn't you get your wrist broken if you put your hand up and intercepted that? And the you wrong would way?
1: sell your hand, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah, um. So yeah, it's interesting. They went there tonight and they did this. Now, SCU, other people came out to Cody's side when he was on the floor bleeding after this. Uh, MJF uh, muscling his way in there to uh, cradle (laughs) Cody's head. (laughs) the details, I, I can't it's wait.
2: BFF, that's his BFF.
0: They're, I mean, I think by fall, uh, they're going to... What is it called? Yeah, roller Coaster, yeah. Roller coaster. When they turn on each other, that's going to be a great feud uh, when they uh, break up that bromance. <laughs> but uh, we went from that match... Into and, and, K- and
2: Cody was bleeding from the back of his head. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was bleeding from the side that... It, it appeared he was bleeding from the side that wasn't hit by the chair, so... Just to so
1: show you guys, normally know it's not normal to blade
2: the back of your head or the side of your head.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's just not. We don't do that. I've never done that, and mm-hmm. so I don't. Yeah, you know, I have to go back and watch it. Yeah, see if I can yeah. catch it yeah, I'm doing it.
0: I mean, calculate and move. Right? They they were sending a message. I think I think overall, this show tonight was sending a message that this is not. PG or PG thirteen era. Yes. It's not so
2: WWE. That- they did. They kind of are taking everything that WWE does and kind of flipping it a little bit. You know, like having the square ring posts as opposed to round ring posts, and pyro, and and blood, and thumbtacks, and you know.
1: Those square posts, are, I'm telling you guys right now, those are trouble. Because when a guy they didn't, we didn't, they didn't, do it much tonight. But you know the normal setup where you give a guy a turnbuckle, you can shoot him off into the turnbuckle, and you charge, and mm-hmm. the guy moves, and I go for shoulder tackle or spear rather, and you go flying through the second one and hit your shoulder on that post. You could clip not only like tear it, you could actually put a hole right in it. Yeah, because it's sharp. It's the sharp edge of that square that yeah. hits you. It's dangerous.
2: They didn't have that for uh, double or nothing, did they?
1: Or was I, they? Didn't, I never noticed it because nobody took a buckle that I uh, – a post that I saw. Yeah. TNA had him. I hated him.
0: Yeah. There was stuff that could have gone wrong tonight. When Darby went out through that corner spot, through the ropes because he's so damn small, I mean if his head had been a couple mm-hmm. inches to the right or left, he would have hit that steel bottom of the barrier. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, scary. Scary stuff. Um, but, you know, we assume these guys know what they're doing. Uh, then we had Kenny Omega and the young bucks mm-hmm. dressed, uh, as Ryu Ken and, uh, Akuma from street fighter against Pentagon junior Phoenix and the Laredo kid. Matt, what'd you think of this match? Uh,
1: the match was awesome. Yeah. Obviously. Um, you knew it would be, um, they're usually my favorite guys right here. All three of them for that matter, as far as in ring, you know, action goes, these are my three favorite usually. Um, but, uh, the match was awesome I just you know what's annoying is getting annoying to me is is what's his name Pentagon hmm
0: what's
1: his name Pen- Pentagon jr Pentagon jr yeah. um his no fear crap that's getting that's getting so tacky he does it <laughs> 35,000 damn times a match it's annoying I'm sorry it is what it is it's annoying get a different catchphrase on top of it or just keep that one but just don't do it 39 times yeah yeah. Because he makes the opponent look like an idiot standing there. I thought Kenny looked stupid, letting him mush him in the face like that. F that. I would have booted his teeth down his throat <laughs> if he did that to me. Um, I know it's a work, but as you, I'm saying as my character, you just can't take that, especially as a baby face. Yeah. Makes you look like a punk. Yeah. I boot his mask right off his face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, but but what I'm saying, though, is the match itself, though, was phenomenal. It was awesome. But what did you think, Raj, of their shtick? You know, wearing the gear that they wore, um, the Street Fighter stuff. Does that take away, in your opinion, their
2: – I don't know.
1: I don't want to say I, that. Now, no one thinks they're badasses, obviously. But does it take away
2: from them being, like, wrestlers and tough – Like, feeling I like know. top guys? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I think so. Uh, Especially Kenny Omega. I feel like Young Bucks is kind of their shtick a little bit. I feel Mm. like Kenny Omega is one of the top stars in the company. I mean, you're not going to have, you know, Roman Reigns dress up like uh, Mario, you know, (laughs) just because they're... (laughs) Difference though, come on. But but you know what I mean. Like, cosplaying, uh, it's just not like what I picture a top star doing. I wouldn't picture Conor McGregor doing that. Uh,
1: Look at it this way. The people that are wrestling purists... Let's use Jim Cornette for example, and you know how much he he hates this this type of wrestling, right? Or, or this the, the these 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 guys for lack you know for just to be honest, um one of his biggest complaints and other wrestling purists' complaints are these are just kids playing cosplay out there, and I'm like, no, they're not. They're freaking they're athletic as hell. They're put they're put they're killing themselves out there, athletically. Um, and moving the business forward, in my opinion, in, in pacing of matches as well, um, they're the evolution of the business, quite frankly, in my opinion. Young Bucks, yeah. um, I'm a huge fan of them. That was unbiased, but but it led to credence when people want to call them cosplay uh, dress up wrestlers um, by literally dressing up as he like. You guys are your own brand. Don't don't be ever doing anything other than. You, who you are which is your
2: brand is that, you know what i'm saying you don't yeah. have to dress up as nobody you guys are super over just be you know what i mean and I, again they didn't make it unless you're a video game fan they didn't make it clear what this event is about and so i'm sure to people that aren't aware of the video game tie-in they're just like what the hell are these guys wearing why are they dressed like this and, and why, why are they dressing like street fighter guys and um, i didn't
1: Pick up on Kenny Omega's because I played Street Fighter. I didn't, I didn't know what the hell was I missing. Who the hell was he?
0: Akuma was the secret rumored character in Street Fighter Two. He's supposedly like Ryu's mentor. Uh He was in the later Street Fighter Special Edition,
1: but dude, games. he wasn't the main dude, though.
0: No, and like, well, he wasn't man. one of the original eight or twelve.
1: Well, I'm sorry if you're gonna go yeah, do these know. references, you have to be. Then you have, if you're gonna go all the way in, there, you gotta do it that way. You can't do it with secret hidden characters and crap. Like <laughs> that. Next, you're gonna tell me that someone's gonna dress up as like Super Mario Green One Up mushroom you know what i mean or, or what i think
0: that'd be pretty over you know uh well remember actually no, you're
1: mario or you're
2: yeah. luigi you're not the damn <laughs> bowser
0: <mushroom. laughs> princess peach uh remember when zelena vega dressed up as vega from street fighter she had the mask that was awesome yeah but and that it, was
2: actually at the the convention right it was at the video game thing not you know, in so the
0: did that for a match she did her entrance i think she had that didn't she no you sure
2: yeah uh, Might so have been Ronda remember. Rousey uh, wore, uh, wore it one time. She war. did
0: the Sonya because she voiced Sonya in the new Mortal Kombat. Maybe right. that's what I'm thinking. And right. they
2: really explained that on commentary. Yeah. They yeah.
0: Did. Uh, which someone tweeted it. So this is even geekier for you two. Because uh, Penta and Phoenix and Laredo. Oh, man. If they just would have tweaked their color schemes, they could have looked like Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and Reptile from Mortal Kombat. And Street okay. Fighter versus Mortal Kombat would have been awesome. Okay,
1: but those three characters you just gave me are yeah. mainstays for Mortal Kombat. I yeah. even know who they are. Well Kevin Ryu
0: are like the big ones, but Akuma, yes, he's a little obscure. I agree yes.
1: with you. Yes. I am not lying to you. I played Street Fighter. I didn't know who the hell he was. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, everyone's I played,
2: in, I played oh, Street Fighter on the old Nintendo. I didn't yeah. really know the each character. I knew Sub Zero Mortal Kombat, but not the others. Yeah. But right. I mean We digress. The match itself, Mm -hmm. uh, really fun, awesome stuff, you know. uh, But it's kind of it's also what you'd expect from these guys. You wouldn't expect anything different. You got what you expected.
1: The bar is so high with them, you know what I mean? It really is so high. And again, I go back to Bucks continue to. to, I'm not just saying this for my boys, but they continue to evolve tandem offense and tag team wrestling like we've never seen, in my opinion. And Omega, just watch his bursts of speed out there. Again, it's just different level stuff man it just is and you know what's crazy and this is the scariest part to me about Kenny Omega and it hit me tonight at the very end and we'll get to hey. it but his gear change they had him finally get to tonight which was awesome versus Moxley and that's the fact that he still does not know who he is hey. you hear me this dude who's putting on six star matches in New Japan okay and awesome my top three five favorite wrestlers right now um, Omega is still, still, we don't, we don't know who he is yet. He mm-hmm. does not know who he is yet in that ring. You know what I'm talking about? Fair. Sure. His wrestling does not match his promos yet. His promos yeah. don't match his wrestling. I should say yeah. he talks very. Hey guys, how are you? Good evening. Welcome to a wonderful edition of professional wrestling tonight. <laughs> now let me bid you adieu. Like he talks very <laughs> different, right? Not in a good way, in a way that he's still figuring out who the hell he is as a persona in that ring or Kenny Omega cranked all the way up. And that's scary because he's considered widely, but I'm saying this in a positive manner. He's considered the best wrestler in the world. A lot of people think that. A mm-hmm. lot of people think this. And I'm mm-hmm. one of them. And he still does not have the character stuff down yet. Like, Can you imagine where this kid is going to be? This guy's going to be like another, like two, three years from now?
0: Yeah, he's gonna
1: yeah. be. I'm just telling. Oh my god!
2: And and I will say this with Omega and his promos. I thought he showed a, a ton of uh, promise and uh, and and really strong promo work with his feud with Tanahashi last year. He does. He cut some great promos on that, just making it seem like Tanahashi's old, out of touch. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you're definitely starting to see it. He can do it. So it's it, like when, to your point, Matt. Just, just tweaking that character when he's uh,
1: in heel mode. Yes.
2: Yeah. So a lot of people are saying Akuma is very popular. Um, you know, <laughs> I and
0: mean, Zelina Vega did dress as Vega Vegas for the Royal Rumble.
2: At the Royal Rumble. So there you so, go. Aku- um, Akuma.
1: <laughs> Who cares? Guys, listen, chat room. I just got done telling this. This is my, one of my favorite wrestlers. So trust me, I ain't grabbing <laughs> on for the sake of it. I'm doing it because I want mainstream fans to watch this
2: show and this show to blow up. Because a lot, lot of people. in WWE. Yeah, a lot of people stop playing video games when they lost their virginity right
0: according to mjf, according to oh. MJF. <laughs> yeah I mean, it's not fortnite that's all i'm saying um yeah, but no fortnite. yeah well everyone knows Fortnite. um yeah everybody send your akuma memes to matt morgan on twitter at bp i
1: won't check my twitter about that one day. <laughs> send to instagram you guys <laughs> will not send <laughs> to glenn's direct messages from using blue Chew, i bet you uh, guys won't do it.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> the dare. I, you guys will never do it. You guys don't have the, you know what, to send Glenn, you know what, pictures. Please stop <laughs> doing the other. Under- do <laughs> you can I play see, this game, Glenn.
0: Because you know when someone's not following you on DMs, it's like it won't show you the media. You have to click yes. to see what it is. I, yeah, that's yeah, a very scary it. game to play. Very scary game to play. I don't um, check
1: Twitter I'm on Instagram too much.
0: Yeah, uh, so I was going to say though, so it's good that Omega pinned the Laredo Kid tonight because I think after his uh, narrow loss to Jericho, Omega Mm -hmm. needed that win, and I thought that was a very good outcome to this match with Omega and the Bucks winning.
1: Nothing compared to what he did in the the show though.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, but it helped though, you know what I mean? Like I think just to give him a win.
2: It's Omega's first win in AEW, so.
0: Yeah. And uh, then we have the main event, an unsanctioned match, which was kind of weird how they did this. They were like, oh, (laughs) we're going to turn off the lights. Oh, sorry, Matt.
2: Really quick,
1: we have to put this over real quick. How about the? I know we'll be here all night, but this show, I love this show, and I love these guys. <laughs> Did you see Matt um, Nick Jackson go to walk the top rope? Kind of stumbled, but caught himself and got back up on there. And what was it, Laredo Kid, or was it the other one? Um, Penta's brother, Phoenix. um, run across the top rope, jump up, snatch him. Did you guys see that? They they, they were all yeah. on the top rope, but toward the end of the match.
2: It looked like the, the ropes
1: were a little loose or something. Aww. Yeah, They were. They trust me. If one of the Jacksons are slipping on it, it is. Yeah. Um, but like, holy crap, like, what in the hell? And they did the um oh, I know what it was. The he, Spanish he fly. The Spanish fly. Holy crap. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, as a wrestler, this is why I love this company. I love I love this style of wrestling. And a lot of us on peers are like, how could you like that? There's no psychology. There is psychology. But one thing I will say. If they could slow it down at times, they now need to start watching the shows back and listen to how Jim Ross calls the action hey. and allow certain things going forward to breathe a little better. There was one point where Jim Ross at three quarters through the match was really trying to put over um not Matt, but Nick Jackson, hey. if you heard him. And and as he was trying to do that, like three things happened, including a V trigger. And so, like, you got you guys gotta watch his watch and listen to his commentary. Um, I, I'm I'm talking to the Bucks and, and start to place your things, and vice versa. Jim Ross is going to be able to maybe pick it up as well, while doing the the those those types of um, analogies and, and and moving these guys forward and getting them over because that's a huge part. You bring Jim Ross in to help get you over. Let's just be clear, and, and he's trying to do it. You got to let him do it, hey, though.
2: Hey, hey, guys, real quick. I'll be right back. I'm getting yeah. some stuff about uh, from the scrum uh, after the event, so I'll, I'll be right back.
1: Yeah, go ahead, Brody. But do you know what I mean, Glenn? Mm-hmm. Um,
2: it was just like, um,
1: it, it, I, I, man, it, it's it, every wrestler's like dream is to have Jim Ross call their stuff. Sure. And and, and Jim's in a tough spot as well because he's never called. Well, New Japan, he's called their stuff, but. These guys have got to give him a chance to get their stuff over. And he was going to bat hard. He was about to. On, on quite frankly, the young buck that, in my opinion, they don't talk enough about. They talk about both guys. But if you ever notice, it's more about Matt, Matt, Matt between the two, in my opinion. And Nick was starting to get some shine. And and it just got stepped on because of, like, three back-to-back, backs insane moves, you know? Yeah. So it, it's, a, it, it's quite a double-edged sword. They've got to figure that out.
0: Uh, I thought Jim's commentary overall tonight was better, but there's, he's was. still struggling with some stuff. So there, he made some yes. unfortunate remarks during the women's match, uh, some awkward remarks uh during a uh, Darby Allen where like Seattle Kurt Cobain kept going like yeah. yep there's something wrong with this kid uh, I mean you could just tell like he's still sort of getting um I think a sense of who a lot of these people are and I feel he's got to step it up a bit I feel like in New Japan not to to crap on his commentary but you know he wasn't there all the time he was doing a lot of stuff no. remotely with that match uh, so I th- think
1: and that's what I was actually pleased yeah. with, with Jim Ross and AEW. I thought he's already done more, in my opinion. He looks like he's trying way more. Yeah. Way more.
0: I thought Excalibur was good. But yeah, Golden Boy tonight, I thought, really added to the commentary. Um, I, you know, I, would, I would keep him as part of the team if they could. But apparently, he's very famous in the esports world, which, Matt, that's where I feel like you. It's like I know a bit about video games. Because we're talking about esports and all this stuff. It's like yeah. I know who Ninja is on Twitch, and that's about it. You know, I don't really follow yeah. a lot of that anymore. I used to follow it a lot. Happiest day of my life. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch, they just added Punch-Out for free on the virtual Sweet. Nintendo console. So I'm Sweet. playing Punch-Out late at night. Not Tyson's uh,
1: Punch-Out, just regular Punch-Out? No,
0: that's still the version without Tyson. You know, he did some things that maybe Nintendo was like, maybe not the best guy to feature in a video game.
2: Wait, it's- what'd you say? Punch-Out?
0: On the Nintendo Switch, on the
2: Virtual Console. I gotta get that. Punch Out was my favorite game growing up, but not Mike Tyson's Punch Out. got Mr. Dream at the oh. end. Well, no, I love the, the arcade Punch Out too, where you were the green guy.
0: Yeah, not all that. Right. It's still with the Mike Tyson's version, but just with Mr. Dream or whatever at the end instead of Tyson. Oh,
2: Mr.
1: Sandman?
0: Uh, no, Mr. Sandman's there. He's in it. Mr. Yeah, it's they just Super Macho Tyson. Man. You mean right? Super
1: Macho Man oh, was the second to last guy?
0: Yeah. Uh, so they yeah, just so replaced it. Tyson. That's all. Oh. Okay,
1: okay. So to pop in
2: it
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, All the original glass, Joe. To yeah, piston oh, stop, Honda. Stop, stop,
2: stop. I know. Are, are we on the main event yet?
0: Uh, we were about to start yeah. talking about it, Raj. Okay, so
2: I- Nick did ask Tony Khan uh, at the after the event. He talked to Tony Khan. Tony Khan did about thirty minutes with the media, oh, uh, asked him about that chair shot that Cody took, and Tony, I guess, said that it was supposed to be gimmicked and something didn't work. That something didn't happen, but uh, yeah, yeah. So. I guess Cody maybe was supposed to put his hand up or something and didn't happen, but we'll have all that video and stuff coming up here on Wrestling Inc. here in a little bit.
1: And to be clear, putting your hand up is a normal reaction.
2: You're not a wimp for not
1: putting your hands up. It is, it makes it, it sells it, in my opinion, more. You would never turn around and walk toward a chair with your hands down by your side and do I did it a million times because I'm uh, proving my stripes to the veterans in the back. When I come back, there, they're going to give me a pat on the back and go, "Wow, man, that was, that was <laughs> stiff, man. You took a stiff shot." I feel like did an idiot now, but
0: yeah, yeah. The main event unsanctioned. So, how do you think about how the positioning of this, Matt, where they said we're going to turn off the lights and then Fighter <laughs> Fest is over, but we have another match for you? It's just not—we're not responsible.
2: <laughs> you still have the announcers and all the lighting and entrance music and everything. The camera
0: guys are still there.
2: I didn't care. I'll be honest. I was excited to see Moxley.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, huge pop. It didn't bother me.
1: It should have, but it didn't.
0: Yeah. So uh, Janela came out. The Moxley came out. Huge pop. And we had this match that had uh, tables, had ladders, and barbed wire. Copious amounts of barbed wire. Thumbtacks. Thumbtacks on bare feet, which is where I was like, okay, I'm starting to draw the line. What I'm comfortable with here. Oh,
1: my God.
0: This was insane.
1: This was insane. And then some. Again, this is a former W superstar. He doesn't have to do – you see the bums he took? You see yeah. he went through burr He landed in tax himself yeah. in his own finish. Like he is – you want to talk about passion? He screams passion for pro wrestling. He does. He screams it. You know what I'm talking about? Again, this dude can ride off into the sunset right now with the money he's made over the years. He's good to yeah. go, right? He's like, F it. I, I and have fun. I want to have fun again. To me, this is fun. It's telling a story, and I'm not too cool for school to not only get this other kid over even more, but to put myself in jeopardy. I mean, you do have to kind of be careful, though. You know, if I was to talk to him, you know, be careful because you don't want to get injured, obviously. You want to be able to have a successful career without getting hurt prematurely so early in your run with AEW. But... Oh, my God. I'm so I'm so impressed with Moxley. So impressed by what he's willing to give. You know what I mean? Again, like Cody, th- th- these guys get it. And this is why this company will be successful. Mark my words. It will be successful because you have top talents that want to get others over. They're unselfish. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing.
0: That's no, great.
2: Yeah. Uh and, my, and a minor thing, but uh something I think it bears noting is that Moxie's ring gear looks so much better than the, the stuff he used, the, the jeans and yeah. the T-shirt that he used to wear before. Dude, he's,
1: and his body in, he's in awesome shape. Yeah. He looks like a million bucks right now. And why can't he come out through the audience, though? I think he has just as much claim on that as any of the other SHIELD members would coming out from the crowd. Plus the
2: AEW debut was through the crowd.
1: So. I think he needs to, to uh, he, they can play the music on the screen all they want. That's cool. He has cool music. Uh, he has really cool video packets too for his ring entrance, but yeah. still come through the crowd, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is, it's your, it's yours. In my opinion, I always thought of him when, when, when it comes to that.
2: Yeah. Oh man, this match was just nuts. If you haven't watched it, uh, go check it out. It's just insane. Uh, Joey Janela, they, they set up this tall ladder and, uh, he did this uh, elbow from the top of the ladder to the outside onto Moxley, who was on, laid out over two tables. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thumbtacks we talked about, John Moxley opened a bag of thumbtacks, uh, dropped Joey Janelle on his feet on it. The finish of the match, well, took he, his did, boots he off. Yeah, he took off Janelle's boots awesome. and his socks. Awesome. <laughs> and awesome. then first he uh, side suplexed him on, onto the tax and then uh, dropped him feet first onto the tax, which was just brutal. I cringed at that. Oh my,
1: just that? That cringes this entire match. (laughs) The barbed wire stuff especially. Yeah. Oh my God. Joey Jenner did a great job though. on one of his barbed wire bumps. He over-rotated and landed on his ass through the barbed wire table. Mm -hmm. It's genius because he can land on his ass, and yes, it's still going to hurt. It's not like he felt good doing that, guys. It still hurts. His barbed wire going through his gear into his butt and his legs, and it hurts. But it's better than your bare back. And, um, I just said bare back. Um, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, like that was smart. And I just thought he, Joey, did a great job. And Joey got over tonight just by giving the middle finger on two different occasions tonight right. while he was getting his ass handed to him. That yeah. he's a sick, crazy mother effort. And, um, I dug it. I, I like Joey General a lot. And I thought he got even more over tonight. Again, there was more business to be had. Um, he got two guys over tonight because, uh, uh, he being Moxley because after all the match was done, um, he hit a uh, um, what was he calling now? Not dirty deeds, but was he called his finisher? They
0: kept saying DDT.
1: No, they called it. I uh,
2: thought they called it something. I'm, I'm
0: they they uh, guys uh, in the
1: chat. Paradigm, paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. He hit the paradigm shift <laughs> on the on the uh, on the tags for one, two, three. The, the, the finish. He won. Uh, Moxley was your winner, and Ken Kenny Omega came out and whipped his ass and put yeah. it on him. He Put it in. He was in sixth gear. I would even argue, and this is the side of Kenny Omega I want to see more of. No, no funny ha ha. Not trying to be cutesy, um, but ass kicker Kenny Omega, and it was awesome. It was awesome. And again, kudos to Moxley, huge star, makes so much money. He's good to go. He can retire right now, guys, and put it all out there and let him and really helped um, give the business back give the receipt back to further their story and you know closing out the show he's still smiling you know while that they was just awesome his it was phenomenal it was like joker it
2: totally reminded me of joker from yeah Batman. yeah totally yeah, just, yeah moxley just laughing as the show went off the air after yeah. taking that beating from omega yeah. um uh, you know, like the Darby Allen uh, Cody match, I felt like this did a lot for Joey Janela fans that weren't that familiar with him. Uh, it, it raised his stock a lot. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, Moxley got the win as he should have. Yeah. Uh, it and you know he was pretty dominant in this match as well. But it still gave Joey a lot.
1: Did you did you ever think you'd see
2: Moxley in this match tonight go through a bar bar table? No,
1: or any no. table. I didn't. I didn't think uh, he'd do any of that
2: yeah that, that was uh that was his old czw days i thought but right? it's it's back <laughs> yeah
1: dude I, I i can't i can't say that enough i cannot compliment that enough him and cody both yeah yeah you know what i mean jericho is the same way they give they give they give and this is why this company is going to be i'm telling you well it's going to be around unless something unforeseen happens my opinion, they're going to eventually be big competition for WWE, and I mean that—not, not, I mean big, big competition. Not right off the bat, but it will get there, and it's going to get there by these actions, by your top stars getting it and understanding they're not marks for themselves. And mm. you know, no, that's—I'm not okay with that, brother. You know what I mean? None of that crap happens here. It's how can I get this kid over? What can I do? Oh, I'll go through a barbarian. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's right. just like you don't—he know, doesn't have to do that. None of them do. Yeah. And I'm just impressed by that. I really am.
0: I mean, this is the extent that Moxley doesn't want to put up with Vince McMahon shit anymore. That, uh, you know, to him, this <laughs> is a good time.
2: Dude, so, it's awesome to watch. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a great a great show. A, a really fun show. Yes.
0: Um, it. So we have some other news to talk about.
2: Yeah, real quick, a little, yeah. let me ask you guys, if you have to rate this Maybe. from 1 to 10, what would you guys rate it? It's not fair because, when okay, the, let's say AEW's ten.
1: I'm sorry, it's is much bigger than a WWE's ten, yeah. in my hey. opinion. Except for WrestleMania's ten, obviously. I take that back. <laughs> but but Raw's ten because Raw's so putrid. It just is. Right. So, you know that we're we give we give them a seven. I just I just phone it in and always say seven, seven and a half because. It's just what we always say they're at. We always give them a C minus, basically. Sometimes D plus. Mm-hmm. But uh, but with these guys, AEW, oh my God. I, I mean, they continue to for me raise that bar. They continue to get I, I'm more impressed with each show. So I, I, I have no I'm giving them a hundred. I'm giving them an a A plus plus. I love the night show. Wow.
2: wow.
1: All around? Yeah, hell yeah. I was super entertained by this show. And I told you Moxley hit what he did tonight alone. I would have paid full ticket price for that.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. But, you know, kind of to your point, Matt, it's not like uh, when I give raw an eight. (laughs) It's not it's not an equal uh, equal scale. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a strong show. Um, You know, it it didn't have, you know, uh, results were mostly predictable, um, but it was a strong show. It was fun to watch. It got better and better as the show went on and and peaked. And I thought it was great.
1: And for the fans watching this, uh, and guys that will tune in and follow this along, let's be clear. We're, I'm giving them a rating, and so is Raj, and I'm sure Glenn, too, to some degree, without real storylines. Mm. Let's just keep that in mind. So they don't have the advantage that WWE does when we give them the scores of week after week after week after week, after week of buildup, 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 buildup. Build or in WWE's case, hopeful buildup that we don't get any of. Mm. But I'll digress. Th- these are cold matches, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. All right, use YouTube and social media to kind of build a little bit of interest in it And that's how good tonight's show still was Can you imagine how good it's gonna be when they get weekly television? They can build these stars and these young young stars as well and we know who they are They start to get layers to their characters because they're gonna have them. I guarantee you their storylines are gonna be good.
2: Yeah, uh
0: I I thought look if this was just from the women's match on I would say like this was an a pay-per-view Just that I think big picture, I'm going to put more in the B category, but I think there is, you know, I'm trying to think about this objectively, but part of Matt, I know I made this comparison before, but it is kind of like, I just got to have a relationship and I'm seeing someone new and I was in a really long toxic relationship with someone. So I'm seeing someone new. this chick
1: is hot. No, Glenn, this This chick chick is hot. hot.
0: She's banging
1: and you give her an A+.
0: But context that I have a much shorter history to grade it against, God. it's not the big picture of years and years of being with
1: fans her. at home watching. Glenn's an emo, so you need to remember that Glenn doesn't care that <laughs> the chick is hot, that the new chick is hot. He wants to know about her depth, and he wants to know about what's her favorite color, and yada yada yada. <laughs> After that, AEW is the hot chick. Hate to break it to
0: you. Well, okay, so they're the hot chick, but I've yet to have a, <laughs> me- I've yet to form a meaningful relationship. I see promise for a meaningful relationship, <laughs> but I need to see how that progresses. Right. That's that's how I'm going to put it. But no, it was good. It was good. But I thought Double or Nothing was better. Uh, but this tonight, we're we're getting there. Yeah, you know? yeah. this is a solid uh, solid installment. And,
2: and so we won't be seeing matches like this or chair shots. Tony Khan said that uh, at the, uh, the the scrum afterwards that uh, this the, the violence on this show that will not be on their TNT show. That that kind of stuff will be safe for the pay per views. But they won't be doing stuff like that on TNT.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Which yeah, makes we'll sense.
0: Yeah. Um. So. What's WWE up to, Rush? <laughs> yeah.
2: What a crazy uh development that happened on Thursday. Uh, Eric Bischoff named executive director of SmackDown, Paul yes. Heyman named executive director of Raw. Crazy. Yeah, and then those uh positions pretty much it seems like they'll be going to into effect either this week or next. Uh WWE had sent out some ads uh, promoting Paul Heyman for Raw. Um, saying what Paul got in store for, for raw uh, and promoting Bischoff for SmackDown. Now, apparently uh, the departments got messed up. That wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, Bischoff was not supposed to be at SmackDown. What they do now is anybody's guess. Cause now the ads are out. The promotional material is out there. What do you mean? Well, what? So yeah, they were the, they sent out these like email blasts and stuff, advertising Eric Bischoff for SmackDown.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And that was not supposed to happen.
1: What was supposed know? to happen?
2: Nothing. They they it, they're supposed to be like behind the scenes, like it's supposed to be a, not an on screen character, but uh, right. just behind the scenes and and that's the way not advertise. Yeah, exactly. But these email blasts made it seem like they're going to be on TV. Yeah, I didn't take it that way. I took it that you know what I mean that both guys would be behind the scenes running each show. Well, but that's, but kind of. uh, but that did you see the actual ad where it shows Eric Bischoff uh, with all the wrestlers? So the the ad itself made it seem like Eric Bischoff will be appearing kind of here, okay, at the show.
0: You. Yeah. And in the press release, didn't they even sort of say, like, this isn't a storyline. This right. is not a televised storyline. So to have the ad with them front and center really shakes up the question of how much is real. Well, they,
2: they, the, the ad was not supposed to go out. And yeah. apparently people are kind of furious uh, in WWE over that being sent out. Interesting. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is all real. Um, what's is- the
1: deal with Hunter going to being uh. like, what's the deal with that? Going to NXT only. I don't understand.
2: Well, there's a lot of different theories right now. Um, One is that NXT might be going to FS1. You know, that's been talked about forever. Uh, And so you'll want him to keep, you know, staying on board with that and and running that. And so you wouldn't want to put like Raw and SmackDown on this plate. So we don't know exactly yet why these uh, choices were made. Vince obviously ultimately made them. Uh, Bischoff is interesting uh, just because Mm -hmm. he hasn't done much since TNA no, and um, it, it, it's a
1: different day. It is, wrestling today, if you especially with, what we just saw with AEW, it's evolving so quickly. I mean, guys, like every month now, it is evolving that fast. The indie scene is red hot, and because of that, and AEW as well, it's evolving. WWE is going to feel very prehistoric soon. I'm being serious yeah. in its style, and except for NXT, so. NXT has a good chance to, to keep up with the Joneses. My only question is, why would you take Triple H, who can, who understands the talents and how to get them over and how to give them the spotlight and how to feature their flip-flop and flying stuff so it doesn't just look like flip-flop and flying stuff? Like on NXT, for instance, why would you take him out of the gorilla from Monday Night Raw, your flagship show that needs to keep up with the Joneses?
2: Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Well, at least you got Heyman on Raw. So. Paul's, okay,
1: I take that back. Yes, Paul is definitely able to keep up with the Joneses. He has a great thing, the pulse of the business, definitely. But Eric, who I love to death and I love working with him, I don't know if that's true for him. He's been out for so long.
2: Yeah, we'll have to yeah. see. I mean, Bischoff did change wrestling. Um, yes, I mean, he did. But wrestling
1: nowadays, Raj, is, very is different. super fast and how it's moving along. Don't you guys see how quickly this business is evolving in front of us? What we're seeing right now with AEW five years ago, we would call them spot monkeys. And we would say, there's no story being told, blah, 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 blah. I'm the biggest fan of it right now. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I love watching it. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what any wrestling period says. I am entertained watching that, what I just saw tonight.
2: Well, AEW has been able to successfully take that style and and combine it with the production values to make it seem like a, a big deal. Yeah. ROH was never able to do that, and, and I, that hurt him mm-hmm. now. I mean, ROH had a pay-per-view last night. It had the least reaction of an ROH pay-per-view I've seen That's in a, a long time. Movie. Um yeah so it's uh AEW was able to take this the style and make it cool and make it seem like a bigger deal with the full arenas and the hot arenas and and the mm-hmm. video packages and and the you know the production mm-hmm. um but yeah to your point i mean we'll just have to see um you know bischoff has worked on a lot of different tv projects i mean
1: yes nothing I love really him.
2: big um, I, I love eric
1: i almost not like yeah. like saying anything negative about him honestly because i do I, I did like him a lot i just i liked working with him even more i just i don't know i think like like we like i said to you garage he's been out of wrestling for how many years since tna oh gosh four five no i've been retired for five so five years six years yeah something like that okay that's a lifetime the business from where it is from five years ago are you kidding me guys it's somebody said it i forget who it was and might have been melzer actually he says a year just one year of right now from last year to this year in pro wrestling has transitioned quicker and evolved faster. I want to say more than he said back in uh, from 89 to 1993 or 92 Hmm.
2: in in WWF. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I almost trust Bischoff right now more than Vince, (laughs) you know, like Vince has just been doing nothing. I'll agree. I'll agree with that. Yeah, it's just been stale and the same Eric thing happening try. week after week. At least Eric, Eric will be trying, right? We we'll have to see where it goes if he can keep up. Uh, you know, he's been following AEW. He talks about a lot on his, his shows. So good, I um, so. Okay. Cool. It, yeah, if he's paying attention to what's working there, because he's talked a lot about Cody and AEW and, and how yeah. they're work. Good. So, I, I, so he's more familiar with it, I'm sure, than Vince. Do
1: you guys remember um, what was the name of TNA after our TNA show was over? Um, it would come. There was an, another oh. show that was on after it. What was it called? After oh. it was awesome, and he and Herbie produced it. It was the best part. It was better than Impact was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was because it was like this hidden camera gimmick where it didn't look sticky and gimmicky, um, and every and it, it, What was it called? It was so damn good. It got really, all see. you, all the fans loved it at the time. Everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me, I, I love it too. have covered the shows. I CNA remember. reaction. Thank you. Yeah. That show was awesome. And that was, that was, that was him. So, you know, I'm hoping he's able to do something, you know, really like that, where he's being forward thinking and that's what he always is though. Right. He's always been pretty forward thinking and thinking outside the box, which I always appreciate. I was just concerned. He hasn't been watching today's wrestling. That's all.
2: Yeah. Yeah, You're we'll saying. see, it. and I'm sure he's going to be uh, you, uh, you know, again, Bischoff, 61 years old, but I'm sure he, he's, you know, he's a competitive guy, and with kidding? Heyman, hell with yeah. Heyman on Raw, I'm sure he's awesome. not going to, he's going to want to make sure awesome. that SmackDown is better than Raw. So hell yeah, he will. I'm going to give it a shot. You know, we'll see how it works out. Um, yes, yeah. it's exciting. They made exciting. It excitement, right? A- absolutely, it, it's different. Um. I mean, I know a lot of people, uh, there's some journalists out there really crapping on Bischoff, but they forget how much of the modern style and how many things he implemented with the monthly pay per views and uh, The live TV and the cruiserweights bringing them in on a national level. Uh, I mean, he, may, he changed wrestling as we know it today. How about this? One could argue we're what we saw tonight on
1: AEW. Uh, I just told you that this business has been in a microwave oven. That's how fast it's been evolving because of the different independence scenes overseas in England as well, especially in England. Um, It's at a much faster pace, the wrestling today, right? One could argue Eric Bischoff was a part of the process in making that foundation by giving cruiserweights center stage and spotlight on national television back in wrestling's hottest period. It's boom period during the Attitude Era. He yeah. kicked it off when you really think about it.
2: Yeah. yeah, and you know some people criticize Bischoff for not bringing a lot of those guys up to like the main event yes. main event spot. But but think about most of those cruiserweights didn't make it to the main event spot. It was also, uh, Eddie, Jericho, and and Ray. And also, I'd argue that the main
1: event talents back then in WCW, you know what I mean, weren't right. so keen on putting them over either, which made it weird whereas Plus, wwf at the time it was vince's way or the highway that's it My, you had one person to answer to wcw kind of got right muddy a little bit right towards right. the top with the main event guys like hulk and people like that
2: and well you had gigantic stars on top in wcw right? <laughs> yeah you know like true. piper savage uh you yeah, yeah. had warrior there for a while i mean <laughs> Just, uh, Sing, uh i mean goldberg big player. show you know, like Eddie, he became a superstar, I think, once he started doing the stuff with China and things like that. He didn't have that kind of charisma back then, so he would have looked out of place, uh, you know, yeah. in a storyline with those guys. Jericho wasn't there yet. He still felt goofy. Um, Ray, uh, you know, he he was starting to get built up, but, um,
1: yeah. All it would take with Ray, though, would be like one promo from like, you know, Scott Hall or someone calling him like, hey, dude, my 12 year old's taller than you or something like that. And then boom, they <laughs> would be buried. You know what I mean? Right. Like, things And try to make someone a mid rent talent.
0: Yeah. Well, the know. question is, how much authority are they really going to have? They still report to Vince. Vince still has final say. And that's why backstage, what are you hearing from the wrestlers about this, Raj, about their optimism or pessimism? Yeah, good perhaps?
2: Question. So far, I've only talked to a few guys, but uh, uh, so far, it's been all positive about Heyman and very skeptical, very skeptical about
0: Bischoff. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Jim, they're going to like Bischoff. That's, that's the crazy thing. They're going to like him. I did. I didn't know what to expect when he was coming to TNA. It didn't work out with TNA. It was just beyond as it didn't, but yeah. I remember being very excited.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. TNA. Uh, I mean, they did their highest ratings when, you know, they were there at the same time, you know, on the one hand, but uh, yeah, at the same time, uh, it kind of a lot of the stuff that happened there sure of it was set gonna... up the company to go downhill by spending too much at the end and going live weekly, and that turned out to be a disaster. And it like switching to four pay per views turned out to be a, a disaster. Listen, our show was better from two thousand. and This is no joke. From two
1: thousand ten to two sorry two thousand eight to two thousand ten. Yeah. if you go back and watch that, when they came in. They did pop the highest rating that we've ever gotten, right in the first debut episode, basically, and then some others along the way. But it was not better from right. the Hogan and Bischoff era from then versus 2008 to 2010. If you guys go back and watch it, the storylines we had were much, much better back then.
2: I, I When was Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle? That was even earlier than that, and that it, was, it was it was 07, 07, 08. So I'd actually say yeah. 07 then to 2010. Yeah, 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 that was some of the best stuff uh, TNA did. So yeah anyway uh yeah we'll see we'll see what bischoff does you know again it's not him having complete control he's (laughs) under vince we'll we'll see how much uh, you know change vince is gonna allow this is great though i think this is awesome yeah Yeah, again this is just wild times in pro wrestling it's gonna it's It's exciting man it is it's weird for the for having the like record low ratings and stuff it's like the most exciting time (laughs) you know as far as wwe goes yeah
0: it's good, and we'll be here to cover it all Monday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, the first uh, Monday Night Raw of the Paul Heyman era. We will see how that plays out in the first SmackDown of the Bischoff era on Tuesday. Matt Morgan, yeah. anything you want to plug? Uh, how here was tonight's
1: before? Evolve show? Wasn't tonight's oh. Evolve?
0: No, I thought that's uh, against Fight for the Fall. Yeah,
2: that's against Fight for the Fall. Okay. In two weeks. Okay. All right.
1: Nothing to plug? Yeah, nothing.
2: Nothing.
0: Okay. I got a couple things
2: to plug. Uh, I mentioned the other day, we got an interview with Kevin Von coming up uh, very soon. Uh, Mm -hmm. We just conducted it last week. Uh, Just crazy stuff. I mean, a a legendary figure. What's that Questions from Viceland? Did you ask? Yeah. Yeah. We talked a lot about Viceland. He talked about some of the other Viceland episodes, like about Moolah, his experiences with Moolah, uh, Bruiser Brody. Uh, wow. Of course, you know, the 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 Von Eric episode. And then also we got Ric Flair again. It's been a year since we talked to him. So Ric Flair is back. He talks about AEW. He talks about Bischoff and, and Heyman coming in. Uh, Dude, Why AE- didn't you have
1: me on? That's my boy. Why didn't you have me on?
2: Well, I didn't conduct it. It was uh, Nick, wow. Nick conducted it. But yeah, it was uh, amazing stuff. It's it like 45 minutes long. And that uh, the first part, uh, we'll have an article on it uh, tomorrow. And that wow. interview will drop on Tuesday on the weekly. So make sure to subscribe to us on, on iTunes, uh, Google Play, wherever you get your uh, podcasts if you haven't already.
0: Very cool. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I'd greatly appreciate a follow. And we will see you back here Monday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.
2: (laughs) A-E-W. A-E-W. A-E-W.